Hi, my name is Sherry Doherty, and I'm a lady in red. In act two of my career and living my best life, my perspective on life and behaviors have been governed by who I was as a child, who I became, and who I am still striving to be. People my age are beautiful, bold, confident, and full of wisdom. And truly, the encore of the story of your life is still when the best songs are yet to be sung. My mission in this podcast is to shine the spotlight on people like me, have real conversations about reinvention stories, and inspire you to continue to follow your dreams regardless of your age. I'm doing it for Daisy. Who are you doing it for? Good day and welcome to today's episode of the Encore Podcast. Today, I am excited to share with you all my longtime friend, Mr. Mark Riley. And yes, it's always Mark Riley and never just Mark. He is a friend and he used to be a colleague and I'm really happy that we still collaborate on some business opportunities together because our industries still cross. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Thanks for having me. That's actually pretty funny about the Mark Riley thing. So when we were working together before, they'd say a meeting and they'd be like, and who's on the call? And it's Sherry and Crystal and Mark Riley and Aaron. And it was the full name. Always Mark Riley. The golf league the other day, <laughs> the the head of the guy on the golf team has everyone's name. I'm the only Mark at the golf course, but it was Ryan, Scott, Mark Riley. Even my son Spencer was just Spencer. It wasn't even his last <laughs> name. I'm like, why did you do the full name? So it's actually kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know why. You are Mark Riley. You're a two-name kind of guy. Yeah, but all the cool people are one name, like Sinbad. Oh, okay. See, I was going to go with Cher or Madonna, okay. but you're going to go with Sinbad. <laughs> all right. Let's backtrack and let our listeners know who you are. So Mark was born and raised in Kingston, as far as I know. I'm going to ask you, if you will, to share a little bit with us about growing up in Kingston, what your childhood was like, any highs or lows that you're willing to share. And then we'll move from there into what I like to call your building years. So often in the building years, there is school and career and marriage and children and divorce for some people and all sorts of things. So tell us about Mark. Sure. So, yes, I was born here in Kingston. I grew up in Strathcona Park. Actually, we moved four times and it was all in Strathcona Park just from yard to yard it felt like That's I, a lot of movie. it was a lot of, it was a lot of movie literally like a kitty corner from one house to the other house and look into my old backyard it was so you made weird. real estate agents happy my parents did right yeah, I, I was 10 I don't <laughs> so i grew up in south Kona park typical kingston boy i played a lot of sports went to lower south Kona public school and then went to calvin park junior high followed by a little trip down to lcvi where i played football and basketball and Tried to learn how to play guitar back in the day, but just a typical high school kid, you know, I didn't really care about school a whole lot. I passed my grades from grade nine to grade 12 and finished with, you know, a good 60 average in those years. <laughs> I was working at the ambassador here in town as a 13 year old, so I've always been working. That's something that I've always enjoyed doing is just working a lot. So I was working there all through high school. And then I realized, you know, in OAC, well, you know what happens when you try, you actually get good grades. Right. So, like, I applied for all these uh, universities um, thinking I was only going to have, like, a 60 average, and I tried an OAC, and my OAC average was 89, and my teachers are like, where did this come from? And I'm like, you're probably right. <laughs> uh, so I went to, off to school, uh, left Kingston, went off to Ottawa U, but because I didn't really think I was going to get into a good university, I didn't really take a good course, so I dropped out of Ottawa U. Okay. Um, came back to Kingston. 
worked for a year trying to figure out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, like most kids today seem to do. Yeah. Um, then I moved up to Peterborough to go to Fleming College and take an international trade course because I thought it'd be cool to do <laughs> trade shows or something. I don't, I don't know. Uh, at the end of the day, when that finished, I realized I didn't want to live in Toronto or Montreal and all the jobs in international trade are Toronto or Montreal. Not Kingston. Not Kingston, not small <laughs> towns. Luckily, got a job in Ottawa where I worked for a customs broker, but you couldn't live off that money. It was right. nothing. So I decided to go and do what a lot of people did back in the day when they were 22 and didn't know what they want to do. They got a job with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Okay. So that, that got me into... You know, living in Ottawa, enjoying it. That's where I met my future wife. We were working together at Enterprise. And we decided to get married young. At I was 23 Okay. when I decided to get married. Then we got married, and then I had a kid at 24. Okay. And we decided to move back to Kingston because this is where we're both from, and it's a great place, and yeah, love the is. town, and it's a great place to raise kids. And I always said, well, if Spencer says, I'm, I'm going to... The rack up, which was a pool hall downtown. I'm like, no, you're not, because I did that, and you're not allowed. <laughs> but it doesn't exist anymore. But it was a great place to go to. So we moved back here and subsequently got divorced. Okay. Well, I'll go back. So when I was married and I had my son, he was two months old and I got mono. The job I was working at was 12 hours a day with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. You have to work a lot of hours. I couldn't go back to work because I was sick with mono. I couldn't get any rest because I had a newborn. So I actually stayed home with them for the year. Oh, interesting. Because back then you only had the six months mat leave. So my ex had to go back to work. I couldn't go back to work, so I stayed home. So I stayed home and raised my son as a stay-at-home dad nice. for five months, which I think helped create that bond yeah. that we had. I like you guys together. And then, you know, I had to go back to work. So my experiences through Enterprise, you deal with a lot of auto adjusters and insurance adjusters. So I thought, well, I could do that. I like that field. So I decided to go into auto adjusting with the cooperators here in town. Okay. I loved it. I enjoyed working with the people, helping people out. Claims was very easy. I found to me it came very naturally. Then I got separated and divorced when I was 26. Okay. That was a short window. 23 months. <laughs> but I was 26 years old with an 18-month-old divorced single dad had him 50 percent of the time and my contract ended okay the cooperators. they offered me a job in ottawa but i wasn't going to leave my son right so i said sorry i can't do that then i was unemployed and i was sitting at home watching sports and then i think the iraqi war went on that time so that was all over the news so that, kept me, that kept me busy yeah it was great great times great times and then assurance moved to to kingston okay. and i decided to get a job in the insurance industry through mm -hmm. that company as a claims adjuster okay I got the job. I think I can do claims. Uh, I believe that we were hired in like January of 03, and the company started in June of 03, I believe. Yeah. And I started off at the college. I did really well. My first week of the job, my manager pulls me into the office, says, where do you see yourself in five years? And I pointed at that chair. I said, right there. Excellent. So I quickly moved up, worked as a claims adjuster, became a team leader, became a supervisor. That's probably when you met me. I did. It we were been, just having a moment yeah. realizing we've almost known each other for 20 years. Yep. Which is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy because I don't feel like I'm that old. Oh, like me neither. I, I, I don't believe it's been 30 that long. in my brain anyways. I, yeah, I'm probably mentally not there well, yet. You're mentally so. 14. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> uh, true. Yeah. 
it was February of 2008 when the management job came available. So literally four years and eight months after I said I wanted to be in that chair, I was actually sitting in that chair. As awesome. The Congratulations. Um, so I knew what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to get where I wanted to be, and I just worked hard to get there. And claims to me was easy. Like, yeah, I could you're do the claims, claims like, guy. I, that I will was, forever I was think of you as a claims guy. Yes, <laughs> that's why you moved me away from claims. I was the just one time. Say, <laughs> so I made you not the claims guy, and you weren't happy with me. No, not at all. That was my identity. <laughs> yeah, I was claims the claims guy. I knew it all, inside and out. The claims guy, and so I managed the claims department for the first eight years I was there. Till you moved me to the sales retention <laughs> team, and I'm like, I don't know anything about this. I have no idea what I'm doing. It was a brilliant I'm like, I'm always under budget. I'm always hitting results. Like, my employee engagement services are great. Like, oh, we're going to move you over here. I don't know nothing about it. Okay, perfect. Well, so. let's say this. It was a brilliant idea I had, and now we're both not there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. But it did help me later on. So I will say thank you for moving me over into the sales team. because I learned most welcome. I learned, one, I couldn't do what they did. Like, I couldn't do telephone call out retention Stuff, yeah. I could not do that I couldn't sit on the phone all day and it was just wasn't for me but I went over there I managed that for a year or so and then you gave me both departments to, <laughs> to you're run. welcome yeah <laughs> so I ran both departments for a little while I after that I believe in you Mark Riley yeah. <laughs> and that was my career there I, I just was known as the claims guy and then I moved into sales and retention and like I love my time there it was just time was up okay how old were you when your big change took place and what year might it have been the year would have been like late 2018. I would have been about 42 years old. Okay. So in the middle, yeah. assuming you only lived to 90-ish or something. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle. In the middle. And it was lucky, like at that point, my son was in his last year of high school. So right. he was actually in his gap year. He took a year to go back to play football. So, <laughs> He's your yeah. son. Yeah, that's <laughs> literally. So I was 42. My son was just about to go to university the next year, which is kind of scary because I don't have a job. Right. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I always told my son that I was lucky because in reality, I didn't have a passion when I was younger. I didn't have, like, I didn't go for a career. I didn't have the, the university education that in a certain area that I wanted to go into. And I just had an international trade college diploma from Fleming. And I kind of just lucked into this career and made it work and became a successful manager. But there was a lot of other people that were more highly qualified when going for other jobs based on the eyes of the man when you look at what are they looking for? They want the high-level education and yeah, sort of experience. Yeah, on, on paper, I will attest for you, given that I do know you and I have worked with you directly, no one has as big a heart as you do. So you are absolutely passionate, and you were all in 120%, and all in not only for your work, but for the people. And so a degree can't beat that no. at all. It's more about the work ethic and the heart. So don't sell yourself short. You're right. What I meant by that is when I lost my job and I was applying for a lot of jobs, right. they don't see that well, They didn't know that part yet. They don't know that. So it was even getting a foot in the door. So when right. I was off for a year trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I couldn't get, I felt like I was overqualified for a lot of jobs and I couldn't even get my foot in the door for right. a lot of jobs. Because Kingston, yes, I grew up here and I know a lot of people here, but it's still a town of, who you know in a lot of cases, and mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I was going to have to leave Kingston. Right. My son went off to St. FX to play football. I thought, well, this is beautiful out here. Maybe if he stays out here, I'll just right. move to Halifax. Then he moved back home after <laughs> football season was done. So <laughs> that took away that, and I didn't really know what to do. 
I didn't really know what kind of job I wanted to do. I knew that I, I know insurance. Mm-hmm. I know I can speak to people. I can talk. I like to network. I like to be in front of people. Like I used to hate it. I used to hate public speaking back in the day. And then I started to go on these claims roadshows. Yeah. And I love them. I loved going up in front and talking to people because when I'm passionate about something and I know what I'm talking about, I can talk for hours, which this podcast will probably cut back down because I'll probably <laughs> talk for three hours about myself. And I enjoyed that aspect. So I thought, okay, well, maybe I can go into some sort of like sales. Even though I can't do phone sales like I learned managing the retention unit, I thought I can do face-to-face. I can talk to people about insurance. And I always felt that insurance isn't really sales because I'm not trying to get somebody to buy something that they don't need. Everyone needs home and auto insurance. Right. All I'm doing is trying to sell you on, bring your insurance over to me because you can trust me and I'm going to do whatever I can to help you out. Yes. So you already have it. I'm not selling you something new. I'm just getting you to move it over to right. me. So I had an interview with a major stock insurance company and got hired and started that career in January of, I believe it was, I got hired in the end of 2019 and got trained and started selling in January of 2020. So like two months before the pandemic. Right, two months. <laughs> so I, here I want to do face-to-face sales. I want to talk to people. I want to get out there. And they're like, okay, now you got to go home and you got to be on the phone and you got to sell a mask over the on. phone. And you got to sit in your basement and you got to call people and here's a call list because everyone is at home and they're, they're waiting for you to call. Yeah, I wasn't worried about my insurance policy. Yeah, nobody was. <laughs> like the last thing that people need is to change insurance companies because they like that. They're like, I've been there forever. I'm just right. going to stay where I'm I at. got bigger so, problems. So here I am for two years sitting by myself at home trying to sell insurance over the phone and create centers of influence and trying to build my network, but you can't go to car dealerships, you can't meet with real estate agents, you can't do any of that stuff. So it was tough. And again, my experiences with big corporations, the little people aren't the ones that matter. So like in my experiences across the years is that when you're working for big companies that answer to stockholders and stuff like that, the bottom line is more important than a lot of things. And that's okay, like I understand that. But working in that industry, trying to sell, and the constant pressure of push, 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 more and more and more was really stressful, especially sitting at home. So not only did they expect the same results from your sales as the year before when you're out, they wanted more while you're sitting at home. Oh, boy. And I could see working in management, high-level management of call centers, I could see the writing on the wall of where the stock insurance company was going to. And I remember I had a meeting with one of the customer service reps, and he's like, yeah, we have this big meeting. And I said, well, this is what's going to happen. And I listed out about eight things. And he comes back and goes, if you weren't 100% right, you were 95% right on everything. I said, yeah, I know the strategic plan. Right, I used to make those decisions. I used to be part of that five-year plan and do that. So I needed to get out of that environment because the stress on that, it wasn't conducive to where I wanted to be in my next stage of life and where I wanted to go. And some of my friends knew that. And I go on a golf tournament. And he's like, I'm going to pair you up with the president of this company. Okay. And that's on a Saturday. So I golf with him on the Saturday. And it's ironically, I'd met him two weeks before because he was actually at another tournament I was at. So I met him briefly. I know his brother. I didn't know he was the president of an insurance company. So we golfed on the Saturday. I get a call from And we walked home because he lives around the corner from me. We didn't exchange numbers. Don't know why. Right. Forgot to exchange numbers. So I'm like, well, I'll have to figure out how to get in touch with him. Because we had talked about maybe playing some guitar. So all of a sudden, I get a call on Monday. And like, is it now a good time to talk? I said, sure. He's like, how about you come up to the office on the Friday? I said, sure. So I went up to his office, and we sat, and he explained to me about what 
the difference is from a stock insurance company to a mutual insurance company and the direction of what an agent is versus a producer and it was pretty interesting to me and that Monday I got a contract and I left my job and got a new job. Nice. It was literally within the matter of 10 days. Excellent. And he really sold me on the idea that like when I worked for a stock insurance company, you sign them up and then you never talk to them again. Right. So you sign them up, you get them in the door. Then whenever they call up, they call up the 1-800 number and that's who they talk Somewhere to. Somewhere else. Somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And if they have a claim, they talk to them. If they do anything, they talk to them. And that was against the whole idea of me trying to get them to believe in me and come over here because this is where I'm at. So I like the idea of these are your customers. Right. And this is all it is. So I started working and then COVID shut us down again. <laughs> we started in, in November and then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, nobody can come in the office, but at least I had an office to go to. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to get out of the house and go to the office. And I also didn't have, the targets were mine. So I liked the notion that I can work with five different people and we can all have five different plans. If somebody wants to produce at, you know, the highest rates and just go, 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 they have the ability to do that. Right. If I want to maintain a positive work-home balance and still grow at a path that I find successful, I can do that as well. Right. So there was not a lot of stress. If you had a bad month, it wasn't like you were letting somebody else down. Mm -hmm. Where a lot of these major companies have a team goal. So if you're not pulling your weight, then they show that and that person's mad at you because you're right. not. And like you mentioned earlier, I do have a lot of passion for people. So if I wasn't hitting the results, I felt like I was letting the whole team down, right. which adds a whole nother level of stress onto my already stressful life during COVID and right. what my son's going to do and how he's going to be and what's his future. Like all that stuff was weighing down on me. So I got this job where I have my plan and I'm able to to grow where I want to grow. But also, my customers know my cell phone, that's the only number you got. Right. You have a claim, call me. And I'll call the claims guy, and I'll send them to you. You have a question about your policy, call me. I've had a customer call me at 7.30 at night. The police actually called me. 7.30 at <laughs> night, scariest thing ever. Op this is the OPP. I'm like, is my son okay? This right. is literally the first, first thing, thing out of your mouth. It was snowing. Yep. It was a storm. I'm like, is my son okay? He's like, yeah, I have a customer who forgot their liability slip, and we just want to confirm insurance. Oh, thank goodness. I'm like, okay. So I log in, and here's your policy number. Right. I like that I can do that for them. I didn't like how it happened because right. it scared the crap out of me, but... I like that level of, you know, responsibility to them and that personal touch that I can give to them. Or you get me calling you at 7.30 at night saying, hey, I need a policy by tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Driving home. You remember this customer? He's yep. I remember the customer. I never heard back from him, but we got him done. Uh, but I was talking about the other guy who forgot he needed there's insurance. Th there's that guy too. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah. Mark, these people need insurance. You're like, okay, great. Can I call them next week? No, they need it by tomorrow. <laughs> As I was going to a curling finals. So yeah. I'm in the middle of a curling game, but this is the level. This is what people don't understand. You do so. give phenomenal customer service. And we talked about work-home balance is important to me. I golf a lot. You do? I'm actually in my golf outfit. You're going golfing after this. going to golf this afternoon because I call it networking because that's where sure. I... Sure. That's what you're telling Revenue Canada. Well, in reality, <laughs> so I met with another agent at the company that was having some struggles let's say there's okay. some questions for me mm -hmm. and i said what you're passionate about right like throw yourself into those avenues like i'm passionate about sports i love to golf and in the winter time i used to play basketball but that career ended mm -hmm. like it should have ended a lot longer something about your ankle i heard about for years yes <laughs> but i can't do that so i start to curl right now. i'm actually on the board of the curling club Good now. for you i'm the head of the sponsorship committee and there's i love that aspect so those things i'm passionate about passionate about music i'm passionate about 
sports, golf, and there. So if you're passionate about something and you can spend your time there, you're going to get customers out of it. Yeah, you get natural so, networks. Yeah. Out of the curling club, just from last year, because curling is great because it's such a social sport, I've already had four or five customers just in a matter of like a month where they're like, yeah, I remember we were talking about it and you gave me your card. I'm like, perfect. And then they yeah. call me up. And you're like, I'm just being Mark Riley. Because yep. you can <laughs> just be yourself. People come to you and you attract the right business. Because I'm selling myself, not insurance. And I don't force that on anybody. So my growth pattern might not be as high as somebody else's because I don't push, push, push. Right. I just, I'm there. I talk about it. Somebody wants it. Great. So I think that people appreciate that sales approach. I definitely. Um, what I could say as your longtime friend is I've literally never seen you more happy. You look just chill, just happy being Mark Riley. And I've seen you in the most stressful times in your life and in the most stressful situations, but you were just happy. You're thriving. And yeah, you're not I don't know. I'm not going to quote your numbers. You're not trying to make $2 million this year. You're trying to have a nice life and provide for yourself and Spencer and be with your friends and maintain your lifestyle. And you're accomplishing that. And that to me looks like success. I agree. And my mom said the exact same thing. Actually, it was about a couple months ago. We were talking on the phone. She's like, you don't seem stressed as like you were before. Oh, not at Um, all. I owe it a lot to, you know, the company I'm working for as well. Yeah. Because they really embrace that and understand that a stressful salesperson is an unsuccessful salesperson. Absolutely. Because people can sense the desperation of somebody and then they don't trust you because they're like, you're just trying to get this sale off of me. So are you telling me the truth? Are you hiding something? Because they can feel that you just want that sale. Oh, we call it commission breath. Yeah, that's, that's actually great. I've never it's heard good, that eh? before. That's yeah, some of the real estate coaches call it commission breath. <laughs> I do a lot of golfing. Most of it is after work during the weekend, men's league. I sponsor some men's league. I sponsor great. a lot of things at Amherst U Golf Course and Rivendell. I have two golf memberships. I love it. I'm getting better, which also makes the game a lot. <laughs> it makes right. it more fun when you're playing better. But again, people don't see the other aspect, which is if I get a call at 8 o'clock at night, I'm working for two hours. You do. If answer, I get a call, yeah. if somebody calls me up on a Saturday and says, I'm picking up a car like in two hours, you get that done. You have a great flexible work balance. That's what I appreciate the most about my job right now. So I can go golfing. I can do all the fun stuff. I can get out there and network. I actually have a drink named after me at the Amherst Golf Course. <laughs> I don't like how they changed it to the Marky Mark. <laughs> I don't like that. But I also have golf balls with my name on it. And if somebody finds the golf ball that I lost because right. I did lose some and they bring it back to me yeah, they get a free drink then. and I get to go post them on social media and do a great thing because that's the next step that I need to do is increasing my social media presence right, sure. so that's on my target list is doing something like that and you know, part of it is doing. Well, you're the more than welcome to share this podcast. Oh, I definitely will share this <laughs> this podcast. I got to make sure that I sound good and I look. Yeah, good, you're I don't doing care. fine. I don't care if I look good because it's not a video podcast. Yeah, but. you're doing fine. So, what does future Mark look like? My future plans are to continue along this path, continue to grow my book of business to the point. It's finding that balance. There's a point because. I retain my customers and I keep them and they only contact me. I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm too busy to be able to help. It's growing my book of business in a upward trajectory while maintaining that level of customer service. Right. So I want to continue to work with them. I'm, I'll be 47 
you know, probably end up working until I'm like 65, 70, I think, probably. But <laughs> and continue to, like, I've never gone on a trip before. So I've been telling you for years I to go on a trip. Going on a golf trip. <laughs> I invited trip. you on a trip. You didn't come on. <laughs> well, you guys invited me one earlier, and I, it was just too quick. But I couldn't, it was a little quick turnaround on that one. But I'm going on a trip to Myrtle Beach. Oh, good. October, okay. And I'm doing a lot of stuff to my house. The future me is just continuing along this path. I found my forever job. Good. I enjoy it. My son is 23, so. <laughs> He's a nice young man. You've done a good job. Yeah, I, I know. I do. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a good kid. He's a hard worker, which I, I like. And I get a lot of feedback from people who have said, your son served me at the restaurant. Because he works two jobs. Yeah. He's a carpenter and he's a server. And I will get people that will message me and say, your son served me the other day. And he is amazing at his job. So part of my future is helping him find his path because he's still searching for exactly what he wants to yeah. do. But literally, when I look at myself in the future, this job, what I'm doing right now, continuing to help people, continuing to grow, balance my book, help out, starting to do more stuff in the community. Like I said, being on mm-hmm. the board of directors at the Curling Club, really trying to grow the Curling Club, continue to golf and get better and better. In eight years, I can do the senior championships and I'm setting <laughs> my goal on. I want to win. That's my goal Excellent. is to try to win the senior club championship one here and just try to continue to enjoy what I'm doing. I'm enjoying going to my Thursday nights at Spearhead for yep. Throwback Thursday I Trivia. That guy. I'm enjoying actually picking the music. That's good. I'm good help. I'm giving him a break. <laughs> I know he's been doing it for the 200th. Uh, yeah, he's almost on up. his 200th it's show. It's incredible. There's going to be a, I know. So I'm doing next Close week's music, mind. and then he's doing the one. Uh, when it is 200, what, okay. I enjoy that. I, well, you I, are I, passionate I, about music. I do. I and love beer. Music. And, and, and beer, yes. And your friends. And my so friends. Yes, and the social aspect. And I still seem to get chirped there. Like I said this the other day. You I get, get chirped, chirped anywhere you go, go, Mark. Everywhere. Like literally the nicest guy at Spearhead chirped me the other week. <laughs> Dave. That's awesome. <laughs> so I want to continue with that. One of the things that I've actually thought about doing because music is a passion, and I started buy more guitars, and I have I want to I'm thinking about potentially trying to play live Ooh. and get it, find a singer and maybe play in a band or, or try to throw some passion into music. Oh, we'll have you back um, when you do that. You can I, play in my backyard anytime you want I, to. I didn't play in front of people. I've been playing guitar since 1992, mm-hmm. and I never play in front of people. Okay. And then I've started to at some just some backyard. Somebody would give a guitar because I'm not one of those guys that'll. Just play. I don't do that. Like, if somebody gives me guitar, I'll play, but I'll never bring my guitar. Right. Like, hey, guys, let's listen to me play music. I'm like, okay, no. But if somebody gives me one, I'll play. And I've started to play, and I always was afraid of, well, if I make a mistake, people are going to be like, you suck. And then you realize that people don't think no. that way. It's, it's everything in life when you're playing sports. I used to, like, oh, my gosh, if somebody blocks me in basketball, they're all going to, no, just play. Yeah, just, just enjoy just it. Just enjoy it. Play the music. Play the sports. Do what you want to do. Nobody's watching. Nobody really cares that much. You think they do. If they care, they'll talk about you for a week, and then something else will happen. Yeah, like, it's why We've I don't dance that. in public. <laughs> <laughs> so would you agree that the encore season is when the best songs are yet to be sung? And you're living your best life? Definitely. This is like, I have never slept better. I enjoy what I'm doing. I wake up in the morning. I love going in the office. You know, even if I don't have anything really on the go that day, I just like getting up, going in the office, enjoying the morning with a coffee, talking to the people that I work with, and then going, and I'm like, what can I do today? Like, okay, well, let's go. Where can I drum up some business? Right. Where, what can I do? And then looking at, excited about how I'm going to start growing my business through social media, 
and all those things. I'd love to do like a podcast on the worst golf holes in Kingston or something. I know, you've just talked about things that. like that. But I'm just excited and it's just definitely more. the past. My son's getting older. I'm enjoying the fact that, you know what, we spend time at the golf course together. We play a lot of poker together. Like we just went out yesterday at lunch. Like, what are you doing, Spencer? Nothing. Okay, let's go for lunch. Right. And going to meet up for lunch. And just the whole lifestyle now versus 20 years ago yeah. is just night and day. I love that. I love that I can see you're excited about now and your future, which is beautiful. And like I said, I've seen you through lots of seasons, so this is a great one. Where would people get in touch with you if they wanted to reach out? So we have an office on Gardner's Road, okay. just down the street from where we are right now. But ideally, I'm on Facebook or on Instagram. So it's Mark Riley at LNA Mutual. And again, on Instagram, is the same thing. Actually, I think my tag on Instagram is your insurance professional. Okay. Which I really like that tag. I do. That's good. That's really what I am. I'm your professional insurance person, and I'm there to help you through everything. So you can, on Facebook, or you can email me. It's mriley at l-amutual.com. Or give me a call at my phone number, 613-217-9415. Beautiful. Always Thank there to you. help. Thank you. I really, really appreciate having this level of conversation with you. We mostly just have goofy conversations because we've been friends for so long, but it's nice to have an honest, sincere conversation and just kind of backtrack over the years of our lives and things like that. So thank you for sharing with everyone today. I hope that you are an inspiration to some of our listeners that, yep, life sends you twists and turns sometimes that are unexpected and some are great and some are not, but you can still come out on the other side smiling and still excited about your future. So thank you, Mark Riley. Thanks for having me.